Welcome to the Success Leaves Clues podcast with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that's different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. Are you a small business owner who thinks they pay too much in taxes? I do. We can help. Give us a call or book a meeting by clicking the link in the show notes to book a free financial consultation so you can have peace of mind about your financial future. We're also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. Isn't it time to go where you're treated best? I think it is. Check us out. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here with my co-host, the ever-amazing Al McDonald. Al, what are you saying? It's been a great week, and here we are uh, topping it off with Podcast Friday. A great week and a great day so far, and looking forward to our next conversation, and looking forward especially to finding out the origins of the name of the company, because it's it's very interesting. Most definitely, yeah. I've said it before, one of the things that I love about the podcast is the people that we get to talk to, but not only that... Generally, what happens is we circle back to people to get feedback and we say, hey, who else do you know that is someone cool to talk to? And that's how we got to meet Adam today. So joining us is Adam Gellert from Hired Hippo. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much. I appreciate you having me. Excited to be here. So Adam, as Al said, I feel like there's a good story behind the name of Hired Hippo. So maybe we can start there and then go into a little bit about what Hired Hippo does. But let's start with the name. Where'd that come from? Yeah, it's really cool. I actually get asked about the name a few times a week at least. And I had the bought the URL, hiredepot.com, five years before I started the company. I knew I wanted to do something in the technology matching space. And so the name really came from my sort of concept that you need a name that you'll never forget, a name that kind of like rings true to what we do, and a name that, you know, there's no spelling mistakes. But it really comes from hypo or high potential. But like any good sports team, you need a good mascot. And so that's where Hired Hippo came from. And that's what we do. We connect high potentials to companies and high potential companies to high potential candidates. Very cool. And I love the fact that you shared, you had bought that URL five years ago. And, <laughs> and that's something that over the years, I've done it a couple of years ago, but I own probably about five or six now. And it's just, you know, whether you're going to sell the one day or whether you're going to start a side project or, or something like that, it's, I always encourage people to do that. If there's something you think of and it hasn't been taken yet, jump on that because you never know. Someone might be having the same inkling of that idea. So I've got about 30. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're <laughs> yeah, way yeah. ahead of me, my friend. <laughs> I um, have job.com too. So <laughs> I'm big into that. So I see what you're saying. <laughs> Sounds like we got 29 more podcast episodes to record. <laughs> there we go. So what I wanted to do with you, because we had a great first chat offline, and I think you had a really cool background and you didn't necessarily think you were going to end up here, but can you take us back in time and tell us about your career journey? Did you always want to be an entrepreneur and how did you end up creating this company and why perhaps? So yeah, my entire life, I've been trying to figure out what I wanted to do. 
I have held so many jobs. I worked three jobs going through high school and, you know, I'd get up early, early in the morning, go into a vet clinic, clean the cages, walk the dogs. Just after that, uh, I'd go and work at a record store. And then after that, I would go be a busboy at a restaurant. So I was just like really obsessed with trying to figure out what were my next steps, really like interning, volunteering here, there and everywhere. And the owner of the vet clinic that I had worked at for about seven years, he was like, you should really be an entrepreneur. I mean, you have the the experience for it and the capacity. And so I knew that that's all what I wanted to do, but I didn't know like what industry really would be the right entrepreneurship journey. So kind of put that aside for a bit. And somebody that I had worked with actually at this record store for a while, they had started up a recruiting company and they said, Hey, I want you to be my first employee. And I was like, what is recruiting? (laughs) I had no idea that you could actually get paid to connect people. And I'm a huge connector and just kind of fell in love with it and the space. And that's how I kind of got started. So how long have you been doing what you're doing right now? Because I think I have a follow-up question for that. Yeah. So I've been in it for over two decades. That doesn't age me too much, but just fell into it very, very early on when I was very, very young. And I started my own business, which is an agency called The Linkus Group, just over a decade ago. That's kind of a little bit of an interesting story because, you know, if I could dive into it for a second, I wasn't happy with how recruiting was being done. It felt very, you know, putting heads in seats, people just thinking about money and sort of like the here and now and weren't necessarily partnering with their clients. And that's what I could see by talking to a lot of people, just being in it day in, day out. And so I actually wanted to get out of it. And I quit where I was at and was kind of in this position where I was just like, I worked for a friend who ran a a catering company, completely got out of the industry. And a couple of my friends kind of were like, you know, Adam, I need help hiring. I know you've done this before. Can you help me? So I started doing that and I kind of fell in love with the new way of doing it. The partnership, the long-term approach to doing the right thing, having a very balanced outlook on what the company actually needs, as well as the candidate and what they're going to do for the next career move. So I built our company, the agency Linkus, around one sort of goal in KPI, which is repeat business. How do we focus on people telling other people what we do and going to make sure that the candidates that we help our clients hire are there 10 years later and then tell their friends about us. So that's how that journey happened. Okay. So I want to dig in a little bit deeper to that. And that's still not the question I wanted to ask you, but I want to dig a little deeper into what you just said, because we had a conversation first time around that your approach is a little bit different and the way that you place people and the way that you deal with some companies is a little bit different than maybe your traditional placement company. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So around the agency, our main focus is we work with companies that are typically one to a hundred people. They are in a position to either grow like slowly add a couple unique people per year, or they might have sort of like got funding, series A funding, and they need to grow by a lot, but they need someone who understands the market, could really pitch their brand, figure out what the business problem is that each candidate will solve. That That's really what a job is. It's a business problem the company has that they need somebody to solve. It needs to be the right person and the person needs to be passionate and interested in it for the long haul to solve that problem. So that's typically what we do. That's our focus on the Linkus group side. I started our tech company, Hired Hippo, about four and a bit years ago. And the focus is how do we make sure that we know exactly what top talent is looking for? Like, what would it take for someone 
to make their next career move. Maybe they're, you know, passive job seeker, but they're looking for something that is remote or they're looking for something that is in a leadership role or, you know, has 10% higher salary, whatever it is you want to, as a company, as a small business that you don't have a name like the big fortune 500s, you know, how do you get in front of the right candidate? So it's very matchmaking and comes from that philosophy of matchmaking to make sure that there's high retention there. And it's automated for the the client to be able to successfully always be in front of the right candidates and the high potential candidates that someone else has met with and verified without them having to post a job and, and wait for people to come in, right? So Adam, you said earlier, you fell in love with connecting people or something along those lines where you really enjoy connecting people. What is it about connecting people that gives you joy? I think like I'm inspired by people's success. I've always been asked to make introductions. And so knowing who's who in a certain industry, you know, where you would go for a restaurant, where you would go for catering or to get something fixed, right? It's good to kind of do that research, know who's the best in the business in those areas and be able to to help set other people up for success. And what's kind of I guess serendipitous about recruiting is like, you know, I'm getting paid to do that. I didn't even realize that there was a a job that would allow me to get paid to connect people in the best way possible. And so I think if I just realized that this was sort of like a path I could take sooner, that would have been great. So I want to circle back to the question I wanted to ask you earlier. So you look pretty young to me. Of course, everyone looks young to me. You've been doing this for a while. You've got some experience. But it sounds like you did start out on this journey when you were still pretty young. Can you talk about maybe some of the challenges that you encountered being a young entrepreneur? Yeah, you definitely have a bit of imposter syndrome, right? Like one of the clients that I had very early on was Magna, for example. And there's a lot of like, I guess, heavy hitters there that have been in the the industry for a long time. And so just coming in, I knew what I was talking about, right? Because I did my research. I really cared. I made it a point to care more than anyone else in the room. And I think that's why people kept coming back to me you know, as as candidates, they were like, I know that he really cares about my future, right? So yeah, so to sit in these big boardrooms was uh, super intimidating. And I think I just had to almost pretend like I was, I was already there, right? You know, fake it till you make it, kind of lean on other experts and just do. (laughs) Like they say in entrepreneurship, like you can't get anything done unless you start. So I kind of just got started. I think, I don't know. This is the first time I've been asked this question. I like it. It's cool. (laughs) So you said something in there. I don't want you to give away your corporate secrets, but you (laughs) said, I made sure that I outcared the competition or that I cared more than everyone else. Like, how did you go about showing that? Yeah, I think there aren't really any corporate secrets. I think that anybody can apply these. It's just doing it in the most authentic way. So just really being there for people, carrying them out, just trying to go above and beyond like, okay, that particular interview didn't work out. Like, how can we navigate the next one? What should we do? What should we focus on? That kind of thing. And for companies, right? Like most of the time people don't know what they're actually looking for. And so helping them discover that and going above and beyond spending the time that I actually care, being available to talk to them sort of like any time was what I did. And when I started building the company, it was like went beyond just me what I was looking for is is people that really cared, right? I'm not going to name names, but there are other companies in our space that are known for being more aggressive, doing a lot of like outbound sales. And that wasn't sort of within our ethos. 
and just making sure that we created a culture and an environment where people care about putting other people first, right? Like we care more about putting other people first than we do ourselves. And that kind of holds true. I think that's why our customers keep coming back to us. So Adam, that's a topic I'd love to dive into a little bit further in terms of building culture and listening to you, I can tell that you care, right? So you've kind of found that magic formula of you're connecting people, you love doing it, you probably do it outside of your business all the time anyway, but now you're getting paid for it, right? That comes through when I'm chatting with you, whether we're right here now or offline, we have had some conversations too. But building that culture and building a company, you have that, like you care, but how do you go about building a company and attracting people into the organization and how does that flow down to make sure that customer is getting that same experience that they would have gotten with Adam himself? Yeah, that's really hard to do. I mean, most of our clients, like they like, want to replicate themselves. And that's like the number one ask, especially when we start hiring like the first salesperson or the first CTO or those kind of jobs, right? And trying to get someone who can show that same emotion and care is really hard to do. I don't think we were great at it at the beginning, but we got better over time as you kind of see a lot more things and you gain experience in different situations. I think like the, that experience helps very much so. But I, I hire for like three reasons, right? And I tell my clients to do the same thing, which is you want to hire for trust. You want to hire for passion and you want to hire somebody who cares and will show up, right? So the attitude, basically. And if you get those three things, everything else can fall into place. But if you don't have those three things, they can't really be taught. So from a perspective of how I built the company, it's like those were the things that I would focus on when I was hiring and interviewing people for myself. I took a proactive approach, like I would always be hiring. So if this person came to me for another job, you know, I sort of met them anyways and hired them. Um, somebody that's been with me for about seven years is really rocked to the company. They came in for a different role and I was like, you have to work here. They were like, I don't want to get out of recruiting. I don't really like the recruiting company that I'm at in terms of the way that they do things. And I said, this is why we need you here. And actually most people that have joined our company have either disliked the culture within recruiting or wanted to leave the industry. And that's been the people that have been actually most successful at our company, which is hard to do. And I try to coach people on how to kind of maneuver and figure that out, right? That's solid advice. I like that. And uh, we have to keep that in mind as we're looking for people because, you know, I've said to Al many times, I'm, I'm kind of nervous as the company grows because we've built such a great culture. I feel like there's such alignment. I mean, we have our six guiding principles and I get feedback from clients that tells me, you know, we're doing a great job and people have bought into those guiding principles and people are getting a great experience. But it always makes me nervous about bringing on that next person. And you're right. I mean, you've got to find people who are passionate and people who care. And the skills of or the product knowledge, I guess, can be taught. But some of those things, you know, you can't. You've just got to make sure those people have from the beginning. So that's solid advice. Well, we've reached the section in the episode that's one of my favorites. And hopefully we're not springing this on you. But this is Al's signature question. So we'll let him roll with it. And then if you're comfortable answering it, we'd love to hear. All right. So there's a saying that goes, a society grows great when old persons plant trees in whose shade they will never sit. So can you talk about any of those proverbial trees that you might be planting? Hmm. 
It's interesting. I think what's great is like hiring kind of touches everybody. Um, you either want to get hired or you're hiring someone. And Robin just mentioned, what does the future look like, right, for your company? So I think we're always kind of planting trees and those would be in the form of like philosophy of how to change the candidate experience, how to change the way that you kind of like look at your team as a whole and how do you grow people. And I think that's super important just to go back to the passion piece. You know, as an example, like a lot of our clients, they get someone who's like super passionate, really wants the job and they decide not to go with them because maybe they seem too eager. And to me, that's just like a big mistake in a lot of scenarios. So it's like, those are kind of be like the back to like the seeds that we plant. It's like trying to help people like do the right things so that that tree grows really big. Yeah. I hope that answers your question. That's kind of how I was thinking about it. Yeah, that's great. I wanted to go back a little bit because the one thing that you said previously that I kind of cued into and made a note of was the three things that you look for personally, the trust, the caring, and the passion. I think that's important. I'm going to write that down actually and keep it in mind. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's super important. I would say like attitude is more so than caring, but those things can't really be taught. It's something that it has to hold true in addition to the skills, right? So yeah, totally agree. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your journey. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at Hired Hippo? Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Both are awesome. I watched your video previously before and I knew that's why you called the company Aria, but it was cool to see that in the video. So thanks very much for having me. You guys are awesome people to get to know. I'm glad we were introduced. People can reach me either on our website, www obviously, <laughs> hiredhippo.ai. And you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, I think is the best way as well. So Adam Geller, those would be the number one ways that I would suggest. My inbox is just really, really chaotic. So to give my email, probably not the best idea. Well, we think you're awesome too. Again, we're so glad we're connected and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more conversations between the three of us. Well, that does it for today's episode. I really enjoyed this conversation as always. I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn and never, ever, ever forget success leaves clues, my friends. Mm -hmm.